This is the FM Gold Channel of All India Radio. In the program news analysis, now we bring a discussion on Personal Data Protection Bill. The participants are Pavan Duggal, cyber expert, and Prasun Srivastav, journalist. Mr. Pavan Duggal, can you explain why Personal Data Protection Bill is important in Indian context? In India, we have traditionally emerged from historical past where joint family systems were the prevalent norm. Therefore, sharing of data was the default and de facto option. It's only when the internet got introduced commercially in the country in 1995, and as maturity and internet adoption started growing, we began to start seeing an increasing sensitivity amongst the Indian internet users that they need to protect their own data. So even when the Information Technology Act 2000 was passed, data protection was not a thrust area or a priority, nor was cybersecurity. By the time we had come to 2008 and the Mumbai attacks, we found that the amendments to the IT Act did come up with some lip service provisions on cybersecurity, and only a couple of them pertained to protection of sensitive personal data. Of course, at that point of time, if you would violate somebody's sensitive personal data, and that would cause loss to someone, you could uh, be exposed to unlimited damages by way of compensation. In 2011, the Government of India notified the Information Technology Rules 2011, which mandated various parameters of due diligence to be followed by uh, companies who are dealing, handling or processing sensitive personal data. But by and large, India all these years lacked a dedicated data protection legal regime. Of course, the IT Act was being sought to be resorted to, but IT Act was not a data protection law, and consequently, the absence of effective legal provisions always was at the back of the mind of the lawmakers. So when Justice Sri Krishna Committee gave its report, giving us the way forward in terms of the parameters which need to be kept in mind for a data protection legal regime in the country. The government uh, introduced for public comments the proposed personal data protection bill. Meanwhile, with the Supreme Court declaring in a unanimous voice that we all have a fundamental right to privacy under Article 21 of the Constitution, the need for having in place such strong data protection provisions became even more imminent. In that context, now, this Personal Data Protection Bill 2019 has been approved by the Cabinet and is going to the Parliament. I personally believe that once this particular law is passed by Parliament, it's going to herald a new dawn, a new era, where now Indians as well as companies who are targeting Indian markets will increasingly have to comply with stringent legal provisions so that the personal data, sensitive data and critical data of individuals, including their personally identifiable data, could be adequately protected, preserved, so that people's right to privacy is not impacted in any manner whatsoever. So in Indian context, how important is this particular personal data protection bill? I believe in the Indian context, there was already a vacuum in terms of not having in place an adequate legal framework for data protection. This vacuum has been sought to be filled up by the personal data protection bill. The very fact that it's classifying different kinds of data, including general data, sensitive data and critical data. And the very fact that this particular legal provision is mandating that certain portions of sensitive data does not need to leave the territorial boundaries of the country. It's only basically showing us one direction, that the government of the country has woken up to the immense power of the Indian data, the big data that Indians cumulatively are generating as global authors, global transmitters and global broadcasters of data is having humongous amount of powers which can be channelized for protecting and preserving the cyber sovereignty of Indian nation. And in order to do so, the government 
has now come up with a legal framework. This legal framework is defining the rights, duties and responsibilities of various stakeholders in this data-driven ecosystem. Because as the Honorable Prime Minister says, data is not just the new oil, it's the new gold of the new data economy. And having said that, it's the bounden duty of any sovereign government to go ahead and protect such data, which is going to be the foundation of the data-driven electronic economies. And that's what the government is seeking to do. So it's a very welcome move. It opens up a new doors of evolving new legal jurisprudence or data protection because data protection as a legal concept has been missing in the country. And therefore, there's a need now for coming up with strong jurisprudential growth trends in data protection in India. So one thing I would like to understand from you, you practice in Supreme Court also. Government brought some privacy provisions in IT Act. Why in information technology these provisions were brought? Are there provisions around privacy, IPC and CRPC? Look, in, by the time we had enacted the um, IT Act in the year 2000, protecting privacy or data protection was not a priority. So we did not get to see anything there. But in the 2008 amendments, the focus was on protecting privacy. So we made it an offense when uh, someone would take private pictures of your private parts, uh, which will be invading or infringing your privacy as an offense. We also made it a point to say that, look, in case if any company is negligent in dealing, handling or processing sensitive personal data, of any person, as a, and as a result of such negligence, any person suffers damage, then he can actually claim unlimited damages by way of compensation. It's a different matter altogether that not many compensation awards have been made from 2008 till now, but the vacuum was long existing. And today, when an Indian user is online, he may be most negligent, but he has this expectation that the government will come to his rescue once he finds that his data has been unauthorizedly used or accessed by any third parties, including service providers. So the people were looking up to the government to show us the way on how the data in India can be adequately protected. And I believe that this personal data protection bill is a step in that direction. It's uh, not necessarily the best step, but as you said, Rome was never built in one day. This is the first step of an evolving new jurisprudence on data protection, which India is likely to see in the next couple of decades. But unlike a policy, it is coming as a bill which will be passed by parliament. How easy would it be to modify the provisions of the bill if required? The government already has the numbers to have uh, this bill passed in parliament. And once it's so done, it becomes an act of parliament which can only be amended by another subsequent amendment to be passed by parliament. The logical, correct approach is to just come up with broad generic provisions and leave a lot of secondary legislation powers to the government so that the government can make appropriate rules and regulations. This is the methodology that was adopted in the Information Technology Act 2000, and I expect that the same methodology is likely to be replicated in the Personal Data Protection Bill, because it's going to be very, very difficult to go every now and then to Parliament and get any bill either modified or amended in any manner. So the focus... I believe in this personal data protection bill will be on rules and regulations. They are already talking of a data protection authority. That will be given the discretion to come up with appropriate rules, uh, regulations, guidelines. And I think those will effectively start addressing the day-to-day -day concerns of various stakeholders. So it's the flexibility that's inbuilt in the legislation that I believe is going to be a strong hallmark of this personal data protection bill 2019. 
there was a lot of focus on storage of data, like where the data should be stored. Now government, as we read in the news, government has come up that critical data has to be mandatorily stored within the country and critical data will be defined by government from time to time. Sensitive data they have identified as financial data, health data, then sexual orientation of a person, then political or religious orientation. These are the things that they have defined in sensitive data and they have said that based on explicit consent of the data owner, this can be stored abroad. So why so much of thrust on data storage and why this differentiation do you think should come in the legislation? India has suddenly woken up to the ground reality that majority of data of Indians has already gone outside India and has been monetized by a large number of these social media companies who are exploiting the same to the hilt. So the government woke up to the power of the Indian data, which could be used for purposes of fueling and further growing cyber sovereignty. That's why the focus on data localization has come. Way back in April 2018, the Reserve Bank of India had mandated through a circular that all data of banking systems of Indians must be physically located in India. Now, those elements of data localization should have found mention in the proposed bill and that's what the reports are currently suggesting. However, it's already beginning to show that the stand that was taken by the Reserve Bank of India in terms of insisting on banking data not going outside the country is being sought to be diluted in the personal data protection bill, which I think may not be a correct move in the right direction because you cannot have two wings of the same government talking in two different verticals or two different directions because banking data has been made as a part of sensitive data, which under it's been reported under the proposed bill could be taken out would run contra to what the RBI has been insisting all these days. So I think a harmonious balance will have to be obtained and also by leaving it to the data protection authority to determine what's critical information or critical data. I think it's also, while it's futuristic, while it is more pragmatic, but it's also leaving a lot of uncertainty. I believe people require certainty and these issues like critical data ought to have been defined in the law itself rather than leaving it to the subjective discretion of a statutory authority who may want to define it in a secondary legislation. Also, there are some intrinsic defects. The legislation which is passed by the parliament is a mother legislation that must define all the critical or important crucial concepts which are uh, relied upon in a legislation. By leaving it to a secondary a statutory authority to go ahead and define what's going to be critical data could potentially be opening up a Pandora's box of legal problems and challenges apart from legal challenges in a court of law. So it will be interesting to see how things actually move, but it's going to be a mixed bag. Come the day when this law is going to be implemented, we should not expect that we are pushing a button and next day onward things will be hunky-dory. I see an interregnum period where there will be a lot of legal challenges. Things will need to be sorted out. The small intricacies will have to be ironed out so that there's substantial clarity to all data subjects and all data fiduciaries and responsibilities holders as to how they have to deal with this kind of data. So a lot of cases are going to come for lawyers like you in coming days. <laughs> <laughs> well, the PDP bill should, of course, see increased litigation in the country as well. So there has been penalty provision also. The government has proposed jail term of three years if someone is knowingly committing any violation under the Act. And also they have proposed 15 crore penalty or 4% of the global turnover in case of major violations. How do you think this will discourage companies from misusing data or what kind of effect this will have on the internet ecosystem? The provisions for damages up to 15 crores appear to be more inspired by the provisions of the General Data Protection Regulation. But it's not about having in place stringent fines. It's more about enforcement. You may have the most stringent fines, but if they're not going to be enforced, it's not going to have a salutary deterrent effect. So it will be very important 
for India to give a message to all data fiduciaries that look, India is serious about protecting data. And if you're going to be negligent, then we will straddle you with these unprecedented fines of 15 crores or 4% of your annual turnover on similar lines as the GDPR. And uh, the bigger question will be if these companies are located outside the territorial boundaries of the country, how are we going to enforce these kinds of provisions? Because a lot of these provisions would be applicable to companies who may not be physically in India, but still may be providing data-related services. Also, the effective parameters for enforcement of the legislation has to be an integral part of the legislation. But yes, these fines are unheard of. We have heard fines up to a couple of lakhs, but 15 crores is unprecedented. And all companies who are physically in India or outside or who are targeting the India as a data jurisdiction will have to become very, very serious because India should adopt a no-nonsense uh, approach and a complete non-tolerant approach towards misuse or abuse of personal data. One trend that we have seen is that after Europe came up with its data protection law, what happened is most of the fake news propagator that rumor mongers on the web space, they have registered themselves in Europe. And you can't see that who is the person who is pushing the news from Europe and coming into Indian environment. We have seen that effect on the social media platform. Do you think similar things can happen in India? I distinctly believe that this particular bill is going to be extensively studied by cyber criminals and they would want to find out the loopholes and exploit the same. But in case if we are expecting the personal data protection bill to be a remedy for fake news, then we are mistaken. This is not a law about fake news. India will require a dedicated legislation to fight fake news just on similar lines as what Malaysia has done. But expecting a personal data protection law to really meet up the challenges of fake news, given the fake news epidemic that India is currently seeing, is going to be a very, very tall challenge. I distinctly believe that we'll have to wait to see what are the specific provisions and the language of the provisions that are going to be passed by the Indian Parliament before we can actually try to see how effective or efficacious they are likely to become in the coming times. Government has also exempted some of the agencies that during the course of investigation, they should have access to the personal data and they have said that criminal terrorists don't have right to privacy, referring to the Supreme Court judgment of 2017. So what do you think, like, what can be the impact on the privacy of people with this kind of exemptions? With these kinds of exemptions being given to governmental agencies, it could also open up a new Pandora's box for legal challenge. Primarily because while on one hand the proposition that the sovereign government has got complete sovereign rights to govern the country and come up with appropriate restrictions is not doubted at all. The fact also remains is in case if you're coming up with these very, very broad ranging exemptions for agencies, the question that will have to be examined is whether these are going to be in sync with the principles that have been enshrined by the Constitution. So all said and done, an interesting phenomenon, but the intentions are noble. The government wants the creation of a very, very strong and efficient data-protected ecosystem in the country. Thank you for talking to us, Mr. Duggan. Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on personal data protection bill. The participants were Pavan Duggal, cyber expert, and Prasoon Srivastav, journalist. This program is produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, news.air.com. You can also follow us on the News on AIR app for updates. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.